War Podcast episode 26, go. We're here. We're back. We're better than ever. Sure, we're better than ever, man. We're, we're new and improved. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Hi, James. Hello, everybody. <laughs> the first wait is that the first time that's that's worked for all of us? Mm, maybe. Well, it's it, it's not like it hasn't worked in the past. We're just assholes. Are you who don't asking do it me right. if it works like emotionally? Now or? we have to do it without yes calling ourselves out on it. Yeah. Well, there there was a strange amount of eye contact that was being. It's purely made. sexual. Yeah. Mm. Purely. Absolutely. Um, James, gross, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Well, I'm a Brand Center student, and, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that is my sole identity. Don't do anything else. And that's the podcast. A few months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a writer. I guess that's what I would consider you a writer. That's what you're going to call me. Say that you're a writer of copy. You're a copywriter. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. That's what I. That's what I you put words on the page. Attempt to at least in a room full of. XDs. What's your best word? My best word. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite word? Well, I heard somebody use copacetic the other day. That well, was that's a good word. That's that was a good, good word. word. Really, just oh, kind of rolls off the tongue. Dead shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, Why does copacetic remind me of Xenon Girl of the Twenty First Century? Is there a song in that where it's like copacetic? All right, continue, James. Sorry, Jesus Christ. <laughs> was that in Xenon One? Xenon. First of all. Jeez. James, you're a copywriter. You're a first year. You go to school with all of us. Yes. And this is one of my first times hanging out with the XDs. So. Fucking nerds. <laughs> we are fucking That's, nerds. It's been uh, going through my mind the whole time. I've been sitting here. What the fuck yep. am I doing? Am yep. I allowed to say that on here? <laughs> no. Is that, uh, yeah, of course not. I, technically, so technically on iTunes, it's listed as a clean podcast, but fuck has been said before. Yeah. So let's address this shit. So iTunes back end is so broken that all the podcasts on iTunes right now are listed as clean. No oh, well, matter there you go. what they are. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. I, Should we go down the George Carlin list of, what, the eight words you can't say on radio? Shit, titty. Yeah. Was it motherfucker? I don't remember. Motherfucker's a good one. I've heard it. The motherfucker's a good one. I try my best not to swear. Oh, well, As we Mason, all know. You're a... It <laughs> fails just horribly. A, just a... Uh, yeah. The deer. Well, what's up, James? We, um... This is the Ward Podcast, as I mentioned earlier. And we talk about video games. You been playing any video games, James? Mostly NHL, also known as Chell. Chell? Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty Chell. bad. But, you you uh, a big hockey I'm guy? Not, yeah, yeah, Blackhawks. So. Black, oh, that makes sense. My dad was at the Blackhawks game last night, two nights ago. Yeah, they uh, they lost. Yeah, I know. What city is that? Chicago. Um, How's this uh, season going for them? Actually, surprisingly well. well. I mean, we just won the Stanley Cup, so <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty good. So, and then we unloaded like half our roster, like you do, retooled, and now we're kicking ass. Wait, did you see the Broncos or everyone's yeah, like a fucking free yeah, agent? Yeah, they're Speaking not. They're not gonna, there's, it's gonna lose everybody. So you like NHL? Are you playing yeah. NHL 16? I do, and actually, the gameplay with that is fantastic. So they just redid all of the, um, all of like the the physics for it in 15, and they've streamlined it. For 16 so one of the things that i really like about it is um it's a lot more like hockey in terms of strategy where you and can't you play just, hockey no i mean no 
Okay, I no. just, I, that was like no. a, a judgmental. I've seen ice before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you fit the bill for a hockey player. Yeah, I I wish that I I were better, but every time I get out on the ice, I end up I end up being more of a liability. Do you use the bucket? The bucket, like the bucket that you lean on and push around. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Stool. No, I had like because that's how I play hockey. My my sword or my stick ends up being more like a lightsaber, and I just end up whacking people far too much. Just so, you, man. Yeah, so it sounds enjoyable to watch at least. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're you play NHL year over year. Um, I I actually haven't really owned, like owned a system myself so it's more of like going over to friends houses and and doing that um what platform have you been playing 2016 on on ps4 ps4 so prior to this i primarily played xbox 360 Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't know which one i i like better um but i will say that that as far as as nhl 16 goes it is probably one of the best sports games that i have played yeah and I've played hockey games in the I past. I always hear good things about the yeah. NHL the, games. Yeah, the last one I played, I think, was like 2003 or five. Um, so I haven't played it in a long time, but I I have played hockey games in the past. So last last one I played was 2013, and I loved it. I want to say that it's taken us 26 episodes to reference a sports video game. I was gonna comment all. on that. At I was, all. I was like, well, oh, okay, yeah. not at all. No, we, we mentioned about, we mentioned Madden. We talk about Madden. We talk about I would consider it's Rocket usually League in the context the sports game. Rocket League is. Kind of a sports game. It's like a kind soccer of a sports game. Rocket League is the best soccer game ever made. I misspoke. Not reference, but like someone has actively cur- currently talked playing about. One. Yeah, yeah. We usually talk about Madden in the context of Tim playing a lot of it. I have played a fair amount of Madden in my time. I have Madden 2015. I do not have 2016, nor do I plan to buy it. My Madden buying cycle is usually like once every five years. I've got Madden 96 for Super Nintendo. If you want to bust that out at some point, it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's all about NFL Blitz 99. I, I, dude, NHL hits. NHL, NHL hits. hits. Yes. NBA, I, any, NBA Jam. All those games were all. NBA the, Jam. Those were all made yeah. by Midway, the Chicago Game Development Company. That's no. dead. Oh, there you go. They are dead. Well, now, they're, now they're pretty much they're called NetherRealm, but it's a whole other company. What was the the snowmobile <laughs> game? Damn. There was the, the Wake... Um, like wake speeder game and the snowmobile snowmobile game that were arcade classics. Arctic that, Thunder. Arctic Thunder. Yes. Arctic Ooh, Thunder. Arctic Thunder. Arctic Thunder. Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Hydro Thunder. Air on you. Yeah. yeah. I think we talked about that before. I remember I think bringing. So, yeah. I think I think Arctic we may have. Yeah. So you want to hear something really lame? We yes. played Hydro Thunder at the arcade one time, and me and my stepbrother went home, and our cousin had Hydro Thunder for Dreamcast. Oh God. Oh this no. Is so lame. You can pretty much where it's going. So we would play Hydro Thunder, and then we'd put fans in our room and face them at ourselves. And like, <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say that you blew in each other's faces while you played. You just gave each other butterfly kisses. I, I would like to point out for those of you listening that James, our guest, his eyes just his eyebrows just raised about three inches off his head because he was could not believe James that Mason. Played. This is this had is just said pretty much my first interaction that. like with with yep. Mason. So I'm, yep. I'm learning a lot. Yep. James, you want to play some uh, Hydro Thunder? I would love to. As, only if we have a fan. Uh, yeah. So that's what the kids uh, are you, calling it nowadays. If you look behind me, you'll see my Hydro Thunder rig. <laughs> <laughs> I have it set up right there. It's a small Honeywell fan on the ground pointed upwards. Well, this podcast point, brought to you so by Honeywell. Actually, you know that if you point the fan Where's upwards. Where's the utility podcast? <laughs> brought to you oh, by Honeywell. Actually, Dylan has what you I'm just kidding. Wait, Dylan, how's your water doing? Oh, it, it oh, got yeah. turned back on the okay, same good. day. Yeah, this is, I guess, I guess we haven't spoken much, James. No. I kind of just live in my hood um yeah which is about that actually hood, oh sure, yeah. your hood i was gonna say it if you this is 
your house calling that your no, hood he, area I lived like no, he's three, <laughs> ho- three houses down and I had no idea. Wait, you live in Frank? Yeah. Oh, shit. We, we're like neighbors. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I'm surprised by that too. Um, interesting. Wait, where do you live? Let's not, let's not divulge. Uh, just right, right. Okay. Yeah. Near here. Uh, <laughs> he's not home. We'll go James, rob him now, right what's now. What's your social security number? <laughs> Six seven seven. Which is, just give me the last nine digits. Um, <laughs> so okay, so you're right. We haven't talked a lot about sports games. What do you play? Like split, like on the couch with other people. Is that how you usually play it, or are you play it online? Yeah, I play a lot with uh, with clubs. So we. Uh, oh, Mac Okay, he's yeah. a big he's a big hockey fan too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, throwing so much yeah, lingo at I, me. Yeah, first time old clubs. Who's his team? Because it's first first time time he's the he's the he's. Tampa Bay. Actually, before I even really Tampa met Bay. him, because uh, they the Tampa Bay was playing the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. so we were texting back and forth. And when we were going to hoist the cup, we just kind of stopped talking. And I didn't speak with him until we got here to Brand Center. And one of the first conversations we had, he was like, "Dude, I'm sorry." That I didn't talk to you. I was just really solid. I'm like, dude, I didn't want to rub it in your face at all. Like, but yeah, we did kick your ass. That's so, funny. Is he? He's not. He's from Atlanta, right? Yeah, he is. He was a Thrashers fan, but they moved up to Winnipeg. Oh, okay. yeah. As you do. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Sports. Ah. So, um, we made a video game. We haven't talked about that. No, we haven't. Well, we talked about it a little bit. We said we were doing we, it. Yeah, we talked about it, and then we were like, we got to leave and go do that. Is that right? Are we going to talk about that? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Yes, we're going to talk about that. All right. <laughs> you guys made a video game. <laughs> we, we, we made a video game. So we uh, participated in, hours. <laughs> in Global Game Jam, Game Jam, uh, 2016, game which, for those of you that don't know, James, is a, uh, a essentially you have two days straight to make a game from start to finish, from concept to creation. So that's... Uh, Design, art, music, programming. Uh, Any other aspect to the game? Yeah. So sure, we, sure. Uh, our team included, it was all of us in this room. And then uh, John Goldhammer. Goldhammer. Goldhammer, who's a, another programmer. Can we throw like a hammer sound effect in there? I'll look for one. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, and we, we, the theme this year was ritual. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which they, you only find out on that Friday night. Right. And then the uh, the game we created was one where you ran through the motions of your morning ritual. And depending on if you like failed at putting your pants on that day. I often fail at putting my pants on. You're, Don't we all? You'd be surprised at how many people have given me that response when I give like the five second pitch. The uh, So you're not original. Um, I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just God. kidding. Right for the, the brand star jugular. Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not as creative as they tell you you are um and basically it gives you a little narrative afterwards about like kind of yeah what going to work without your pants is for you so visually it's like a top down think like pokemon legend of zelda something like that and you just walk around this house kind of like uh nhl system think like nhl <laughs> it is kind of the perspective on scales box <laughs> it is the forward down perspective of, of nhl <laughs> So yeah, we made it. We made it, and, and I'm more interested actually. I mean, I think the game it's on the site. Um, Dylan put a blog post up, and you can play it. But I want to hear just kind of what you guys thought of the game jam. Uh, either of you, since it was your first one, yeah. Dylan and I have now done four. Wow. 
So, um, Alex, what'd you think? I had a great time. It was um, kind of not what I expected. Um, on one hand, I expected there to be a lot more people there, but it seemed like a lot of the teams, after hearing the initial briefing, you know, picked up and, and went to, and worked elsewhere. So it was kind of nice. Uh, we're, we were in the depot, uh, brightly lit, big open space, and we just, you know, we kind of just hung out and, and white knuckled our keyboards for 48 hours. Um, and we're yeah. not going to see that workspace again. Well, maybe next year. Maybe next well, year, but not yeah. for Lumdare. And any VCU student can go in there at any time. Um, oh, like no questions asked. No questions asked. You don't have to reserve. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I've been in there before. It's yeah. really nice. That's why Dan fact, was there. That's, yeah, that's why not not me, Dan. The second year XD, <laughs> Dan, uh, Dan Owen, because they apparently the second year XDs go there to study. Really? So we might have to keep that tradition up. That's but cool. uh, all the studying that we do at the Brand Center. I'd say they went there to group, group meet. I guess the the one thing I really liked about the way our team worked was that we really quickly went through the motions of concept, deliberation, delegation, and and then we were just making it. You know, there was no yep. arguing, no discussing. It was kind of like, oh, we all really like this idea. Here are X, Y, and Z things that gotta get done. I'll do X. You do Y. You do Z. Everybody and everybody and stepped up it. whenever it was like, hey, I you know I thought it was great when when John, you know, he was at a point where he couldn't do any more programming. And we needed to get some of the character sprites done. And he was like, I'll make some sprites. So, you know, he did some pixel art and made it in there. And it was awesome. Yeah, I'm curious, like, how many, um, being a computer science student, how many other computer science students? Because when we talked to John, when we were doing, like, the the uh, ideation stage, he's like, oh, I'm not creative. I was like, well. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I told him, like, creative. go ahead and throw your creative input in. Yeah, yeah for um, sure. And so I'm curious, like, how many other computer science students just see themselves as purely technical and like Mm, well i think that's a problem that you'll i think you see just in the greater realm of where like industry corporate culture is where just the idea of a creative quote unquote and i think that there's there's a lot of back and forth on creators want to protect what they do because it's how they make their income versus what you know the the, a suit does or a uh it's an interesting dichotomy because i think that a lot of the, the best ideas that we had um or that I've been around usually come from people that aren't traditionally uh, creatives. And I think the creatives are there to kind of enable it more and more and, and kind of polish it up. But Well, we're just kind of there because we don't give a shit. Like, there's, you, like everyone's creative, right. but we just happen to give less of a shit about how good or bad an idea is. It's just getting it out there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We got broken down enough yeah. critiques yeah. or whatever process we've hit our heads against to not be afraid of doing it anymore. So we, uh, we, we, we cranked this game out, uh, and it was funny about this one is that we did, I think we, we did have a really good gelling, um, cause the last game jam we did with a bigger group, we spent a long time deliberating, um, like a significant amount of time. And, uh, that was for, for our game Arbo, which was also a fun game to make, but it was just funny how, I, I don't know if it was just, we went into it, we kind of like set you guys up and we're like we want to make something small so we can get on it and you guys were like on board with that idea then that, that yep. might have helped a lot but um also i think i mean well, i guess we work together too then. yeah we've we've worked together in the past but also been working in group dynamics a lot for the last six months where you know you you like bob you learn pretty quickly that if you sit and talk about the same thing over and over again nothing gets done so you just have to come to a conclusion um and I think for Arbo, I think one of the big flaws is that we wanted to do, and not necessarily a flaw, but one of the big hangups was we wanted to do, say, more than we probably could have in a weekend. Like, we wanted to have this big message behind it, which was great. Yeah. It just, like, 
it took way more effort and than you kind of ostensibly have in, yeah and i think morning even if we polished like both of them up i think morning will stand as a stronger loop um just in terms of just i think arbo requires a bigger commitment to understand what we were trying to do with arbo is basically this dystopian game where you're managing i think i've explained to you guys before you're managing these resources around these districts and there's this ai named arbo that's essentially clippy you guys familiar with clippy um the microsoft word companion from early versions of word was this little helpful paperclip and we mm. tell you, oh, the thing you want is over there, and it was the word "helpful" is debatable. It's helpful really is debatable. So, oh, yeah. it was an annoying. That's right? The, yeah. That's so he's shit. That's yeah. Yeah. So, yes. did you ever okay. see the Photoshop when, um, when Steve Ballmer bought the LA Clippers and they someone changed the name to the LA Clippies? <laughs> nice. And they put the paperclip in as a logo. I did not see that, but I should look it up. But like back it. to your point, Mason. Yeah, I think I think the thing with morning why I think it has a little more staying power is is simply just because Dan made it. No, not at all. Um, I think conceptually, and then what we were able to follow through with on the gaming loop and the art and all of that was it really fits nicely in a box, meaning that we set the scope, and from that point forward, we stayed within that scope. I we think said, we, we actually hey, were able to reach outside of it a little bit, too. Well, in yeah. Terms of, like, what we did, I think a lot of the stupid stuff, like the, the pants animation or kind right. of what we did with the the sprite the different sprites and stuff i think that that's because you had a a simple loop to work around right and i think a lot of my personal favorite games are games where they have this really strong central mechanic that they then build on you know and i think you can even games that you guys really like i think gone home is a really good example of you have uh two verbs move around and pick stuff up you know what i mean and, and they really take that to a point that's interesting um and jazz punk's the same way you know jazz punk's a game where you Jazz Punk's not a mechanically fun game, but it's still one of my favorite games ever made. And I, I still find new stuff like we played the other day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, morning. It was it was a, it was a, a smooth process that we that we ran through. What was uh, what was kind of surprising for you guys that you didn't expect, either of you or Dylan? Uh, for me personally, I think it was just I was surprised at the level of output we were able to do in forty eight hours. Uh, I mean, granted, we worked our asses off, but. You know, it was, we were all just plugged down working and I mean, you know, in Alex and I's case, really focusing on the artwork because obviously we can't code uh, or at least not that, not at the level of, you know, Dylan and John. Um, But it was great to be there doing that at the same time because seeing how that dialogue worked and how that process worked of, you know, what do the engineers need in order to do the next step that they need to do? Mm -hmm. What you know, where should our priorities be? What are we putting too much emphasis on? What are we not putting enough emphasis on? Um, it was, you know, that, that was the interesting thing for me was seeing how that, that group dynamic played out and just envisioning it on a bigger scale, just thinking to myself, what a, something like a triple A game takes. Oh my God. Um, right, exactly. Just and how boards everywhere. Yeah. And just I, I can't even all imagine of that, all of that going on. So just, I just can't help but think of Silicon Valley and, uh, all of the, you know, when they're trying to roll out everything and they've got all the sticky notes and just uh-huh. insane. I still need to watch season two. Ooh, the, the first dude, Silicon Valley rocks. Yeah, I, I love season one. I'll probably watch season two tonight. The first time I ever saw. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a great night yet. I mean, I got, I got, I got work to do and shit. <laughs> Hank, you do you, boo boo. Yeah. No one's judging. No, I'm not judging. Should totally just judge the shit out of me with that. Anyway, where but, were we? 
the first time I ever saw Trello, the app, was when one of the executives from Epic released the Trello board for their development of the Unreal Engine. Mm. And so I was just like, "Are you familiar with Trello?" Cards mm-hmm. everywhere. Are I you don't familiar use it, with it? But I'm familiar no. with it. Have you, James? Did you did you come out of undergrad or did you work? I I worked. Did you work at an agency? No, I I actually worked um, client okay, side. Really? And I mean, I did that for four months, and then I did some other odd cool. jobs, did construction stuff like that. So what I was I was what I was getting to is that I think what's really cool about what you're talking about is that it's a really good experience to get, um, especially if you work at an agency or you work in any environment where there are there's developers or engineers that have to work hand in hand with a, a an art team or a creative team. That process of understanding like what do they need that I can provide now and how do I keep that that ball rolling is is a it's fun to when it's working really well it's really fun What's- and when it's not working. It can be miserable because then no yeah. one's satisfied, and then sure. and, and, and well, that's I think the big thing for me looking at the difference just from Brand Center going for us as experienced designers from business of branding to strategy and design. There were a lot of moments in business of branding where that that process wasn't working, and now I look at strategy and design where it's like you know the strategists do their business thing, and I mean at least the the first group I think that that I know Alex and I worked on this semester really. Um, it was just this great, I hate to use the word synergy, but it was just this great, don't do it. Just don't do it. Okay. It was this great melding, (laughs) melding. No, it totally was that for me too. But yeah, it it was like, I got to do what I want. I got to have fun doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. Because I got to really focus on the creation of what I wanted to create. And, and Andrew got to, I guess, focus on statistics and he really seemed to be into it. Um, and we had great conversations as a team and we could figure out what each of us needed at different times. Um, and I felt really proud of the product we put out. Uh, at the end of class, um, uh, kind of like what we did with Game Jam, uh, I think. Game Jam. Game Jam. Um, I felt for the for the strategy and design class that we're in, I felt that we put out a really great product as well in a in a short period of time. So it was, it was really good. They made a uh, a way to do a a brand pairing project. We had to come up with a a, a product for two brands to combine on, and they did uh, Mint and GameStop, and they made a a game software as a server essentially that you would go in and uh play a game to work on your well you guys explained it i didn't make yeah it. So i mean basically as in like the financial mint, yep. yeah okay. and so our hypothesis was that um the existing gamestop audience most likely is not very tapped into the mint ecosystem and mint really doesn't appeal to a lot of that same demographic uh so we wanted to figure out a way to appeal to that demographic and we basically created a, a video game that is it's an app and it allows you to manage your money, and also it's got a house builder, kind of like The Sims, it's built a CPA into it. CPA simulator. Yes, a CPA simulator, exactly. Um, no, it's got a house builder in it, and and we used the whole idea of GameStop's existing partnership with Insomniac Games to bring in-game content. So, uh, you know, things you can unlock for your house, things like you know, a pet Spyro, or we had a lot of Sunset Overdrive references and Ratchet and Clank and that sort of thing, um, and unlocking XP as a way to level up in game directly tied to your budgeting goals. So forcing you to budget to level up and as you level up ties into your GameStop power up rewards uh, and power to the player, power to the player. (laughs) And so there you go. Um, But yeah, and it, and it was, I I felt like we did a nice, nice job of bringing everything together. And uh, you know, we had an actual clickable prototype on the phone and, you could go through and and show the different things, and uh, it was it was really great to see what we did. 
the color scheme I'm imagining for that is like the mint Oreos, where it's like that off black of the Oreo cookie, and then like the mint green. There's was much more mint than GameStop. Much more mint than, mint than GameStop. Uh, I mean, I the, love the art direction. So the art direction I. was uh, we did a. Of course, Alex was involved, so it was isometric, uh, uh, very blocky. Well, to actually, you to be fair, break to out be of fair, that art style. Wait, to be fair, hold on. To be fair, you asked for that. Oh no, I'm I was, not. I'm, I'm yeah, just I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, "Wait, why, I, I why like did it. I put my th- put myself through this again for a project?" Because it's fun when you have infinite amounts of time, but when you're on yeah. the clock, it's grueling. Well, at least uh, unlike, unlike, style, unlike with uses, onwards, um, three planes to make it look like it's three D. Okay. At least, at least unlike with onwards, you had. Abby and I also doing art, so it wasn't yeah, that it didn't all fall on you, um, and it was a lot of work, but I think it was really rewarding in the end because you know we were able to pull it all together really well. Oh yeah, and um, that combined with your interface designs, it, it looked great. So I'm happy with it. Agreed. Um, so, kind of how it went down this time when we did Arbo, it was kind of a similar thing where I had to make all this programmer art while I was programming all the systems. And then as soon as Sean Harrington, who was doing the art that time, gave me all the assets, I was like, all right, just threw them all in. And it was literally like the exact same system, but you could just watch me kind of like this thing get pulled out, this other thing get popped in. So you just saw like the art assets get like way nicer all of a sudden. That's funny. Nice. I think that's a really satisfying like turn of thing though, because like it goes from yeah. being like a thing to a really real thing. Yeah, and I always like that. And we, you know, I do want to play Arbo at some point. Yeah, I mean it's almost done. Um, yeah, I just, cool. I just have to put an ending and a beginning, and everything in between, and it's done. <laughs> <laughs> but man, the splash screen is great. <laughs> it's a Windows like loading screen. Yeah, I'm gonna have it where I, I did the Word logo and ASCII oh. art. Nice. So it's just gonna like. Loaded in line by line. Nice. And do that. Well, fellas, um, besides your, your Mint and Lego project or morning, you guys been playing anything? Are you want to talk anything more about Global League? What have you been playing? <laughs> uh, I played all of Life is Strange. You hear about Life is yeah, Strange? So what what is that? Do we, So do we know what Life is Strange is at all? I know it's I've an ep- it episodic and it's by Square, right? Something like that? It's by Don't Nod. Oh, okay. Um, and it's published by Square oh, okay. Enix. Um, and Don't Nod, their name is a palindrome. So they mm. have it so that the second half of their company's name is actually mirrored. So the N, the second N is reversed. Oh, it's an so ambigram. Like, yeah, Don't Nod. No, yeah. What's a palindrome? Well, it's a palindrome, but when you when you visually do that, yeah, it's called an ambigram. ambigram. Yeah. You're an ambigram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sem- right. Semantics, continue. Um, so, Sustained. So the story... <laughs> I'll just give like the preface of it. So the story is about this girl. Life is strange. All right, moving on. Life is strange. <laughs> yeah, the end. Um, actually, I'll preface it by this. I feel like when writers write about high school, they forget what high school was like. As in, they think high school is college. So they think like, oh, I'm a high school student. I can just leave my class whenever I want. And I can just roam the hallways or whatever. And I can. Just... Are you telling me that Ned's declassified school survival guide is not, not what accurate middle school. representation is? Is not what it is, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, ignoring the fact that all the actors are like 25, also, it just seems like they have way more freedom than most public yeah. high schools do. Yeah. So, it's kind of the same thing here. So, the story is about this girl named Max, and she returns to her hometown. I think it's in Oregon or somewhere. Um, I think it's like a fictitious city called Arcadia Bay, and it's in the Pacific Northwest, and it's a it's a it's a beach city, and 
she goes to this like prestigious high school um where they have like a huge like governor's program for like the arts and there's like this really famous uh photographer that teaches the photography class so she wants to she's an aspiring artist and so are everyone in her class and they have dormitories that's another thing like i've never heard of a so it's like a prep school it's a boarding yeah. school yeah, boarding it's like school. a pr- private or, my mom yeah. went to boarding school yeah but i don't know it it, it oh, no. but anyway anyway um so it's about her coming back to this town after having like left it for 5 years and she runs into um her former best friend Chloe who when she like left the town she like left her like straight up no communication because Max is like a very insular kind of timid person so she never like reached out to Chloe or anything when when she left and Chloe's dad died like right after she left so they deal with a bunch of that um and Wait, then is there time travel in this game all right so i'm getting to that okay sorry i'm just i'm just i didn't know <laughs> but um but so the time travel thing kind of takes a back seat to chloe and max's relationship okay. mm. um but so but there's also like weird goings on at the school and it's not like it's not, not like, like silent a, hill goings on it's, no it's not like it's nothing mystic it's nothing occult it's just like there's it's not a school of witches and wizards there's this of warlocks um <laughs> hold on real quick james what do you think the male version of a witch is is it all right no wait, don't wait, preface no. it just let him fucking speak I, this is hard no because i don't think it's a wizard i would not oh suck it not say that all right, all right I'll, I'll i'll use some other words is it a mage is it a magister is it a sorcerer is a it a what? warlock Did you make up one of those words what's a magister uh, a magister. it's a local government official. Yeah. No, but it used to be a term. For... I mean, I would be inclined to like possibly say sorcerer, but that's not even totally correct. I've, I've heard mage before, sorcerer, uh, but like I don't, I don't remember where in what context. Wizard. Right. But what I... is Hogwarts the school of? Of wrong. What is Hogwarts <laughs> the school of? It is Devil a, worship. It is a school of witchcraft and warlockitude. So, yeah. All right, but if the, you, if the you think about witches, like, wi- witches are not like wizards. They're not magical. It it's, was more of like it's devil Hermione. worship. It, it's like... Um, a reli- uh, there was a, like a, a, a religious... Yes, there's mm. yes, there's that. Yeah. Pagan. Yeah. yeah. Morgan's yeah. a witch. From yep. Dragon Age? Oh, yep. No. Morgan's sweet. Yep. Anyways... Side story. Are there wizards in Life is Strange? There's no wizards. All right. Fuck that game. But, um, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, like, there's a girl missing and there's, like, other weird stuff. So, like, in the very, like, first, like, I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, in the very first scene, the way you run into Chloe is that you're in the school bathroom and some kid pulls a gun on her. Jesus. And, and that's, and sh- shoots her and kills her. And then you <laughs> rewind time and that's how you figure out you have the time travel power. Oh. What the fuck? Yeah. So... So the entire you didn't lead with any of that stuff. Well, cause <laughs> how, how yeah. did she die? Like, I'm what was way this? More interested in the story just now. Pulls a gun and because now life yeah. is very strange. And shoots her like, like point blank. Yeah. So strange. Like who and why to center mass? So well, I'm not going to go into that because because like that's that's kind of like what the story you is know built high on. school. <laughs> but um, how's it look? It looks good. It looks like like a somebody. What's the art shot? direction like? Um, looks like a Square Enix oh God, game. It did sound like yeah. Alex was like, what did it look like when she got shot? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the details. <laughs> How much blood was there? Was she begging uh, for her life? What did the wound look like? Um, oh God, I need new friends. What wound like? <laughs> uh, what kind of gun was it? <laughs> just a, just a, just just a, a pistol. Um, 
A point, Desert point, Eagle, I don't pointy, know. shooty one. <laughs> pointy, <laughs> sizable hole. It was a yeah. sick gun. But anyways, so the things I was talking to Mason about and the things I compared it to is if you like if you like super bad Juno, Twin Peaks, or Butterfly Effect. Like that's this. an odd combination, wow, but I like all those that's, things. That's, I, so, like those things. I was, I'm really yeah. intrigued by that combination. And I, really I also like said like a little bit of Donnie Darko. Not a lot, but like nice. a little like a pinch See, of that uh, me a little. I don't like Donnie Darko. But just a little bit. Um, what didn't you like about Donnie Darko? The fucking bunny. Yeah. I, I love the fucking bunny. Like the Babadook. Oh. One of my... Oh, the Babadook. Dude, the Babadook is... So, yeah. Babadook exactly. is so much scarier. So, than so you'd recommend Life is Strange, Dylan? Yeah. So it's like, it's episode, it's like a Telltale game because it's all yeah. like uh, choices. But... Some of the choices get like really, like kind of like how Telltale. It's like you know they pull on your heartstrings, but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stakes involved with it, especially when the butterfly effect kind of parallels come into it. Yeah, because there there are a lot of parallels to that, especially especially in basically like episode four is almost like a side story where it's like a mini butterfly effect, um, where she has to deal with a bunch of that stuff. That's cool. Cool. But yeah, cool. I, I liked it a lot, and and. The ending um, kind of has the kind of, I don't know how spoilery this is, but it kind of won me over the way the Bastion ending won me over. Nice. Where it kind of has that. Yeah, kind of well, I kind of know how it ends. But awfulness, yeah. It's still, I love the way the Bastion um, ends. And Bastion, uh, I haven't played so Bastion put the in bow like on two it, years. Um, remind me again how it ended, because I, play, I played it Bastion? twice. Yeah. Is everyone fine with me spoiling Bastion? I'm well, not familiar with Bastion. So. Uh, I kind of... Uh, Dan, you could play... Yeah. Is it a game that I... Is you it could, a, and also, you, you, you would absolutely Bastion love this what, game. Three hours? Right. Yeah. I think, so, it's, I think, so it's, I think it's like six hours. Let's hold off on spoilers, because okay, yeah. if it if it's, you're recommending it, it's probably a game I would like. Well, so, I'm talking about so Bastion spoiling. Well, Bastion is like the... like One of probably the few games where it's just like Dylan and I... It's like everything we like combined. Mechanic, then then mechanics, let's just wait. Narrative. Um, There's I, gotta be. You gotta let me you, can you explain the premise? Like I have no idea what the hell this is. Bastion um, or, or yeah, yeah. yeah. While well, so well, he explains, I'll pull. Bastion's really cool. So, um, are you familiar with like Diablo? I have like secondhand accounts. My okay. my knowledge of it is like it's a basically like think of a top down game where it's like an action game. Sure. So you're moving around, you're fighting. Uh, it's got this awesome art style, but. What's really cool about Bastion is that there's this ongoing narrator the whole time you're playing. Okay. And the narrator narrates, like, everything you do. Mm. And it's completely reactive to what you're doing, That's which is cool. so fucking cool. And it's probably, uh, to me, one of the best executions of narrative of that type of game, like a top-down game where you really do feel involved in this world because this narrator is so connected to what you're doing. So, like, if you roll through boxes, he'll be like, and then the kid rolled through the boxes, and you're like, oh, I did that, you know? The best one is, so, like, the premise of it is, is it's kind of like a it's weird... It's gorgeous. It's like a weird steampunky kind of setting, but the world has collapsed. Like, it's fallen apart, and so you wake up, like, after the world has been destroyed, and you don't know That's what's going cool. on. But the... The entire world is is displayed in like um, right. floating platforms to play that, that okay. materialize in front of you. So the the game is the story of the game is about you kind of unfolding what happened because you have no memory uh, of what happened. And the music is like hands down oh my, my favorite game it's, soundtrack. It's very like folky, kind of like rockabilly hip hop. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. What what platform? Everything. Yeah, it's everything. All, everything. all right. Um, cool. You should get it on you, your Mac. Yeah, cool. it'll it'll run on your Mac. But um. Yeah, but so then, that's cool though. It makes me want to play Life is Strange though, because it it Bastion's got a really satisfying ending. But the best part, the best line in Bastion with the narrator is like, so since since like all the platform, the world is just a bunch of platforms, you can fall off the side and you lose right. health. 
the first time you do it, the narrator goes, and then the hero fell to his death. And then he falls back out of the sky and hits the ground. He's like, just kidding. <laughs> That's cool. That's clever. Um, I would probably put Bastion pretty high up there in like my top games of all time. I bought Transistor. I love Transistor. I haven't cracked into it yet. I'm about an hour, hour and a half into it on my phone. It's their follow-up. Which it's not gotcha. a sequel. It's an interesting way of playing studio. it. So I played Bastion twice. I played Bastion on Xbox and on my phone. Prefer it on Xbox. Obviously, it's a beautiful game. You need a TV to play that. And it's better on controller. Yeah, better on controller. I'm getting the same vibes with Transistor. Like I'm, I'm kind of regretting. Are you playing it. on your phone? I have it. I yeah, I was. Uh, I got one. I was home for Christmas break. Transistor on phone seems to be more. It's turn based. It's turn based. I feel like I could get more into that one. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's a, a lot more strategy, like where you place the cat. The combat system in Transistor I find to be awesome. I just couldn't. I liked the story in Transistor with, with controller. Just the in general, what oh, they, in general, what they yeah. do with the rules, and it's all. I love how all this stuff is based on programming, like all the all the names yeah. and stuff. They're all function calls. But um, so life is strange. So it's good. It's really good. Did you play cool. more Tales I, from the Borderlands? Yeah, I played oh, episode the gun. three. Is this the uh, is this the revol- <laughs> uh, James is now looking up image searches <laughs> of life gun? is strange. No, 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 that's not the gun. No. Um, that, that's a, that's a gun <laughs> Wait, did Google image search just spoil some shit for us? No, there's nothing okay. in here that's spoiler. These are all just press well, assets so don't you've been Bruce deep in Willis is actually dead life is strange Fuck. Dan have you, have you been playing games Dumbledore. so I haven't had a ton no. of time but I will say I played what may be one of my what I now think is one of the greatest games ever made uh, the bible frog fractions <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, wait, tell me about this because I stopped. Why did you, you stop before? Because I had shit going on. I had to no, do work. Like, I had sir. work. I was in the middle of brand new work. I mean, I finished it, but I'm kind of with Alex where there's a point where I was like, we got to get, like, just tell me the jokes. Like, this, oh, this, yeah. isn't, this isn't. You're not letting it build to its yeah. natural. Okay, you, you, so okay, I did expl- let it build. Explain this to me. Why is there a meter for, like, shame or something? <laughs> well, well, yeah, what was so, the meter called? Okay, uh, so, like, frustration or something like that. Weird game. It's kind of like a math class. Let's put it this way, Alex. If that's the question you're asking, you did not play Frog Fractions nearly sure. long enough. Okay, why don't you... Uh, for, because, for, for, for let's, talk about, let's talk about what happens when you start going in the spaceship and the turn-based and the, the type game and the pink for goo James. and the bug porn and the President of the United States. So, James and, and everyone else listening. Just, yeah, you you did not play the game nearly long enough. It only takes like an hour to it play. It turns into a text adventure at one point. <laughs> it's frog incredible. So, so start from the beginning for James because okay. this is a game that is weird so, even to me. Do you remember when you were a kid... Should play Map no, Blaster? Do you remember? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, do you remember as an adult playing things? You know, they, they make these edutainment games where you have to learn how to divide, you know, two by four and that sort of thing. So this is a play off of that. Okay. And you start off and you're this frog basically eating flies. And every time you eat one, it spits a fraction out. Um, and you need to eventually unlock things. And it just gets more and more surreal and obscure and just batshit crazy and amazingly tongue-in-cheek reference to the history of video gaming. And at no and point are you actually doing any math. No. The game no, just has never, not this once. layer of math. But so this, it's, is, it's, this is what happens when it starts. So you're a frog on a lily pad, and there are flies, there are bugs coming down and attacking fruit. So so there's fruit that's just hanging in midair, and it's ripening. And when it ripens, it falls, and you collect it. And those are your, that's your currency, right? So, but the f- bugs can eat the fruit and then you lose that currency. So you have to click on the bugs and your tongue comes out and, and eats the bugs and those turn into fractions. And so the fractions are just some innocuous, meaningless score that's just off in the corner and it's constantly building. It's a huge... Well, like it's smaller and smaller. You get like one to the negative two. Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, completely yeah, yeah. arbitrary. But, um, but the point in which you break the game intentionally is great because like Dan said, you get these unlocks and one of the unlocks 
is you get a turtle. And then the lily pad turns into a turtle, and so you can move left and right on the water. And then you want to turn the turtle into a dragon, yep. and the dragon can fly around. Well, you can go down, too. Did you guys yeah. know that? Yeah. yeah, so if you go down, at the bottom of the lake is just a bunch of ripened fruit, and yep. you can just run just back get, and forth oh, wow. and get And, and instead infinite. of giving you a counter, it just says, I've got a whole bunch of fruit or something yeah, like that. it says, like, like a billion um, is the counter. And then, okay. and then you fly into space. And and fly, so this flo- the frog flies into space on the dragon yeah. and then, oh, no, the, oh the, and then there's the like there's the trial where yeah, you put you get, on trial so you, and the, so the, you go the into frog space is put on trial <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, so you go I into think space it's worth, honestly, I think it's worth you playing you just need to play this game to see how because like I'm so happy I went into it not knowing what to expect at all yeah I feel like we kind of I, I feel like if you had teed up that shit gets weird I was stuck with it longer I told I, you shit got weird we did tell you yeah, shit we, got weird Everyone told you shit got weird. Life is weird. Life is strange. <laughs> Brain center. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, it's free. You can play it online. It's a flash game. It takes about an hour. You're good to go. So so the big thing about this is so this guy released it. Didn't tell anyone about it. Someone found it on his website. And it's like, oh, weird kids game. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And it's kind of, there are other games of this sort, like Bubsy 3D and the that Sonic game. With the there's there's like a Sonic like picture taking game that's kind of like this made by other people. What the fuck? But like over time, so these play these guys like playing the long game okay. where they don't tell anyone for months or maybe even years, and then someone, and then it builds traction. So what he did, he made a Kickstarter for Frog Fractions too. Frog Fractions too. The caveat the Frog Fractions too is that I'm going to make this game and then I'm going to release it, and then I'm not going to tell anyone where it is. No one's going to know. Someone's just going to randomly stumble upon Frog Fractions too one day. So Dylan has this running thing that he's trying to figure out what well, is. Yeah, I read about all the slowly the, the released bread, like, breadcrumbs. Yeah. So you guys, really weird you guys didn't hear, but I was sitting next to Mason during the presentations at Global Game Oh my Jam, god! And every game came up. I was like, "Is this Frog Fractions too?" <laughs> <laughs> Mason was just like, eventually about this, like, "Yes, yeah, that's Frog Fractions too. You got it. <laughs> this shoot 'em up that this kid made is Frog Fractions too." Oh god! But so, yeah. So anyway, Frog Fractions. That's what I played. Haven't had much time to play anything else. You well, hold on. Games Alex, have you played anything? Um, busy week with work, so no. I played a little bit more of the Witness. I'm now at the point where oh, the it is, right. it, yeah, because I explained the, explained the Witness last time. It is incredibly difficult and incredibly frustrating. I've gone past like. Are you I, sure it's not because I might, I might just be too dumb for this game? <laughs> I, I'll take those words out of your mouth. So okay, <laughs> I, I I got to the point now where it feels like the first. No, I'm not colorblind. Um, we know. Oh, <laughs> that's it. No more. We're not going any further uh, with that. Dan, that was a good one. I'll get a slow clap. I'll give you that. <laughs> but the thing is, James doesn't know how deep this rabbit hole goes. So we explained it to him. We filled him in before you okay. got okay. here. Right. So I'm at the point where where it feels like the first third of the game it was a ruse, and that it's now just as difficult as it's supposed to be. Jonathan Blow just like gave you gave you yeah. a taste. He, he, yeah, it's like, oh look, you you think you're smart? Here's the rest of the game. Have you gotten all the lasers? The I've gotten three lasers. So every time you complete a section. We're speaking in like hieroglyphics to yeah. James. So we've gotten the so, lasers pointed at the mountain. So um, imagine, <laughs> do, do you know what the game Mist is? No. There, there are so many things that are flying around this room. I know. I'm just, I feel like welcome, frog. Welcome like I'm in to frog another frack. world. Just trying to like, <laughs> we could be speaking Greek right now. All right, a video game is an interactive <laughs> well, no, piece Alex, of media. I want to hear, I want to hear okay. about. So, um, for your your context, um, uh. You don't remember the the game Mist from the early from the late nineties? It was released with Windows PCs. One um, of the best selling games of all time. It was incredibly famous because at the time it it was 
revolutionary. Like, holy shit, we you know we didn't know you could do this with a with a game. Um, and so this game is kind of like that, where you're a lone figure walking around a mysterious island. Are with you the puzzles. witness? That's what I'm gathering. Is the witness frog fractures too? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the story is slowly unfolding. So beautiful, uh, low polygon uh, art. And this island is relatively small, but each area is incredibly distinct. And it's filled with these grid-like puzzles where you have to trace a path along a grid. And each grid has its own rules, whether it's logic-based or you use the environment for clues. And it's incredibly difficult after a while. Um, so what do you explain? So you're, are you stuck? Are you, you, are you still I, chugging? So like, are you still hot on it? Did you, you see that screenshot he sent us? He's I'm playing Tetris on his so fucking it. Photoshop. To, so. Well, that's the that's problem. I feel like The Witness, when you talk about it, and not, not you specifically, yeah. but when people, it's, it sounds worse than watching it, paint dry. It sounds unappealing. But, it sounds weird, but it's so incredibly engaging. It's logic right. puzzles. Well, like it, why people play Rubik's Cubes or things yeah. like that. Well, 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 I mean, well, like, okay. I think what's so, cool yeah, about The Witness is that it's this... It's this just snowball effect of like if I do this, then this, then this, yeah. and this, and I think it's one of those things. So, that's, yeah. Let me give you the why as to why I'm still playing this. Right. That's what I was. Thinking. First off, it's beautiful and it, it's pure eye candy. Secondly, you do feel really damn good once you once you actually figure something out, and every new puzzle in the area introduces new mechanics or a combination of mechanics. To you know, you don't feel like you're just solving the same grid over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, each one is wildly different, and I'm at. I'm in an area now that I purposefully went to because I knew it was the one the area that first introduced a certain mechanic. You know, you don't it doesn't the game doesn't throw mechanics at you one by one and you you'll go to a next area and it will, it will have a mechanic that is like sort of I guess 10 levels beyond the Metroidvania sort of thing. Exactly. But what's cool about the witness is that it if Alex were to go through and play the game again, he would steamroll it. He would because yeah. there's no there's no physical manifestation of an item in the game that making him advance is just that Alex knows more. Right. And that's, that's so cool. That's how Fez was too. And I wonder if like we just put Fez in front of him and see if oh, he would yeah. roll it with the witness knowledge. So <laughs> one plans to the other. There there was a point earlier in the week where I was really tired and playing this game and I had a lapse and I used the internet for a few puzzles and I felt so guilty, like I didn't earn where I was in the game. So now I'm back to to shunning the internet entirely. So and, I wiped that save. Yeah, I, I should have. Um, Threw the PS4 out. And the mechanic in this set of puzzles is that you have to trace lines around Tetris-like pieces. Um, imagine just a gigantic grid, and you have to somehow get from one end to another with the sh- with a Tetris piece shape drawn in the middle. Uh, it's mind-boggling. I've and heard I, people have been taking photos of their screen and then drawing on their phone screen. That's smart. Um, or, like, rotating it. Yeah. So Whatever I, you're doing um, just seems like insanity. So I, ma- I, made, I made the grid in Sketch, which is a vector illustrating program, and I'm playing around with pieces on my computer yeah. because it's easier than like just staring at it. On He's the, like on playing TV. Tetris to play the witness. There's just a bunch of Tetraminos on his screen. Yeah. Here. Um, I'm so that's p- how people win these games. Like that. I mean, this one specifically by doing bring, going to that extreme, this one specifically on is so cognitive based. So I'm showing James a, a screenshot of the puzzle right now. So here's what the grid looks like. Sure. And well, all this is, this is the exception, not the rule. Games yeah. aren't made like no. this. This guy no. took, this took is, like this, this is such this a puzzle six. game. I yeah. mean, puzzle games specifically are... Yeah, there, there's no game like this right now. Um, and it, it's really cool to just see it existing in, in a space where there are so many copycats and such such well-trode territory with games. I'm scared forward, to play. I look forward to trying it. Antichamber's still sitting in my Steam library. I love it. Oh my god, that game. Antichamber's, like, that's a, that's a quick burn, though. Yeah. So, Any Chamber is a game, James, where 
Let me tell you more about games. <laughs> that game completely fucks with your point. It's a first-person game. Sure. But all it does the entire time is just fuck with your point of view. Hmm. So, like, your Sounds field like of drugs. view, colors, lines, oh, everything. Like what's gravity? What's up and down? Because it's all, like, white and lines. It's... You get it. It's just nuts. So, it hurts your head after a while. Talking about another your head. beautiful, low-poly... Single person. Wait, did you start around. playing? Yeah, I started playing Firewatch. Nah. Uh, I'm not, not going to say anything. No, no. I'm okay, gonna, we'll I, give him the premise. Do you I like think it you, so far? If you were, to, if you were yeah. to get a PS4 and play this game, I think you might like this based on what you told me earlier that you're really into narrative-driven games. Of course, yeah. All right, so Firewatch is um, a game about... All right, did you ever hear of the Walking Dead episodic games? No, no, but I'm familiar with the series. Okay, so, well, so they made a... Um, this company made a bunch of um, made an episodic series based off The Walking Dead, off of the comic book, not the sure. TV show. Um, and the head writers for those left and made their own company. And their oh. first game is I didn't realize that was that. I was didn't Firewatch. know that. That's yeah, Sean uh, yeah, Jake Rodkin. Jake Rodkin. And the the company that Chris made the Walking Dead Prima. game called Telltale is you know they're the leader right now for these very narrative driven games. That's what he looks like. Um. So Firewatch is about this guy who he um named henry and he um i won't say much but he kind of suffers a personal tragedy and so he takes this job as being a lookout in a um a national park in wyoming he's from boulder colorado and he moves to wyoming and it's the um dry season it's it's the beginning of summer and his primary job is just to keep a lookout for forest fires and then report them in so he gets there and his only contact is this woman over the radio named uh, Delilah. And him and Delilah kind of have this kind of antagonistic relationship. Like, the second you start communicating with her, she's just being sarcastic to you, and you're just quipping back and forth. And it's, it's, it's and if it was written any worse, if, if it was written poorly, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. If it was written poorly, then it would Completely seem break. annoying. Yeah. but Which, in... The initial part, at least from what, because I, I watched the quick look of it or whatever. Yeah. The dialogue is really heavy-handed. Yeah, I did notice that. And I did not. And apparently, playing it's way more enjoyable when you're yeah. actually playing. Yeah, I as thought the, it was fine. Well, that's what a lot, couple people said. The, but the dialogue I've seen so far hasn't set me off. Oh, when I was, uh, it just seemed. And, and then it there's seemed a, there's a really point where she came, she comes out and apologizes for how she was acting, and that kind of justified it, and it gets a little better. But the beginning definitely, I was like, oh. No one talks like this. Well, when you, huh. I thought I thought the same thing, Mason. I'll, I'll keep an eye open when, when I you write or when you. Well, I won't, I won't spoil it, but you can make your own decision. Uh, but yeah, so so I think it's a game we should all play because apparently you can play it in like two hours. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Say, it's, it's a like, six-hour game. Yeah. From no, I heard it's. I heard you it's can four play hours. In one sitting. It's yeah. like what a lot of people do with it. All so right, it's between cool. two and six hours. Either way, <laughs> it's an even number of hours. I sat down and played Undertale in in one sitting. So which is disgusting to me because that's not a short game. <laughs> the way that you're gonna go sit home and watch season two. Uh, <laughs> I never said I was going to watch all of it. I never said I was going to watch <laughs> all of it. But he oh, is. So why we had a problem with it? I'm making fun of I'm making fun of me going home after we had a podcast talking about Undertale and playing the entire thing in one sitting and stopping oh, wow. at three in the morning. And, wow. Yeah. And, uh, so in the game he's describing. <laughs> Visually, it looks like dog shit. It's just hard to look at. James, that is a subjective opinion. It does not visually look like dog shit. I will take you with a grain of salt. Something looks, he'll tell you. Don't worry. Oh, I'm well aware. (laughs) Dan, but you're wrong if you happen to like it. No, I. I, uh, So before you get off Firewatch, so you're how long into it? You think? I think I played it for like an hour, hour and a half. So here's the thing that that I've been nervous about is that people say that the conclusion 
probably isn't as tight as it needs to be. I've heard that a lot. I did hear that. I, and, I saw a Polygon headline that said, yeah, like, the, what do you think it was of on the front page. ending of, of Firewatch? Which makes me really want to... Because I think that's going to lead to us having a cool conversation about it. Sure. But I just... I still feel like that, like ending games in particular, like any ending any media, long form media especially, is hard. Look at Mass Effect Three, um, yeah. or or you know starting up a new franchise like Star Wars or whatever. But um, it's I think games are even harder because you have that extra sense of personal investment because you are in it and you feel like you've actually finished something. You've, and it's usually longer, so I feel like it's harder for games when they don't end well. But I also think like people can communicate why they don't like game story endings because like the reason people didn't like the ending mass effect 3 is not because it was poorly written i personally didn't think it was poorly written i think it was because people just didn't receive the payoff that they were it wasn't, expecting yeah it wasn't the ending they wanted well, with okay. yeah, but if you I, mass effect say, 3 as the entire game is the ending mm-hmm. then it's fine yeah that's how I, I i had no problem with mass effect 3 i thought it was fine yeah i can i can see that point of view but when you have so many choices that should lead to a myriad of different endings to boil it down into only three feels so re- hardly reductive to me. I didn't mind that as much as, as just the three endings were kind of lame. Well, like, I mean, that, that too. Humanity, but like, like, Alex, let me draw you a binary tree where you have only two decisions at the beginning, and then those two decisions have two decisions, and those four decisions have but two that decisions. That shouldn't limit the, sc- like the scope that Alex, and I'll speak for Alex right now, sorry. Go the scope it. that I think a lot of people saw with Mass Effect, all of a sudden that... that uh, fantasy that Bioware created was shattered because it was just boiled down to three. Well, that and the endings were also incredibly lame. I um, agree. I, I, I've talked about this and read a lot about this, and I mean the the middle ground is if they had written them a bit better and provide more context. Or, they did. They re-released the ending, and and on, yeah, and it was kind of like salt in the wound. It didn't do much. I think I only ever played the. Apparently, the DLC is really good. But so Firewatch. Um, oh, quick question for you. Did you, are you playing with the map indicator off? Cause I've heard that um, a lot of people say you should do that. Is the map indicator like you where you are on the map? Yeah. By default it's on. No, fuck that. <laughs> like that map is confusing enough to navigate without. Uh, so that was my primary. So that's what I wanted to bring up huh. is that the control scheme on that game is unique oh. to say the least. Not, not badly. Are you playing on PC or P? You don't. I'm playing on PC yeah. with an Xbox 360 controller. But so to if I want to interact with an object, what button would I press? Uh, a square. It's right or trigger. It's right tr- not that weird. It's okay. If I want to talk to Delilah, I have to point. Yeah, I have to point my reticule at something and pull left trigger. If I want to navigate the dialogue options, I have to hold on the left trigger and then hit right trigger to scroll through the dialogue options. Oh, that's a, uh, that's yeah, strange. The, yeah. yeah. If I want to bring up the map, I have to press up. It brings up the map. On the D-pad? And the compass, yeah. Um, if I only want to bring up the compass, I press down. If I press up, then I have to uh, hold left bumper to zoom in on the map, and then I have to use the right analog stick to scroll around. My primary critique is that don't make me hold the button down. Just let me yeah. press the button. Yeah. yeah. I still think it's cool that they're making you think through... I think that's like an active decision that they want cool, to like, think about it, what yeah. you're doing. But that's more of an academic exercise than it is like an enjoyable exercise. Like, well, but you know, if, at, if at it makes point, you think about, I want to, as a player, look at something and then tell Delilah. You know what I mean? As opposed to just having it be like she just automatically cues in, or no, but that's mm. fine. But just let me press left trigger and then release it. Don't make me. Oh I, yeah, I have no issue with that. Hold on to left trigger. 
That's right. that. That's it. You could probably go into like an any file and fix that that's yourself an if you wanted to. Yeah. Like not. Just make it a long on course. button down. Yeah, I bet you you totally could, and someone's probably already done it yet. Mm. Huh. Well, I, at this point, you know, any kind of controls that are like weird and interesting without being completely infuriating, it, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the, you want to play Firewatch with the fucking Steel Battalion? Fuck yeah! Controller. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> so Steel Battalion is a game that came out in like 2002 and has a, something like 40 some odd buttons on it. Holy it was a mech shit. simulator, and it had an eject button. So that when your mech goes down, if you don't hit eject, your game save gets uh, erased. Oh, well, it's a wild game. Well, that would have driven me up a wall. Yeah. Let me introduce you to the GameCube keyboard or GameCube controller that was split in half and has a full-size keyboard. For Fantasy Star? In the center of it. Oh, God. Fantasy Star with, with the controller on the side. That's, That's weird. horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Who would do such a thing? Well, the worst controller of all time is the Resident Evil 4 Special Edition controller for GameCube. Have you seen that? The chainsaw? Uh, oh my god. I feel like I've, I feel like I've seen videos of people playing other games with the chainsaw. It's it's the it's the it's insane. hands down. I'm going to sound really bad. Uh, Mason is pulling it up right now. It is the by far worst oh, controller yeah, I've seen this. ever made. It doesn't make any sense from any logical... That's it's so incredibly stupid. Like, what? What is that? How do you, how do you, how do you how hold, do you that? hold yeah. that? So Wow, I want that. I've never wanted it. comes in a really cool We should get that and try to play it's, games. It's that. purely something to put on your shelf. Like It yeah. comes in a cool display case and shit like that. It's Playing not a controller Sumar, you're supposed Sumar to. Sumar Sunshine with that? If there's one thing that I just absolutely hate, it's fake blood splatter effects. Like It just rubs me the like, wrong way. On toys and stuff? Just on, on well, on anything, really. Yeah. On Alex. Mason really yeah. only wants real blood splatters. I just want my... Yes. Well, so Firewatch. I think we should. I want to play that. I want to play. Yeah, it. yeah. Because we kind of and dropped like the ball collectively with all of us playing Borderlands. What makes me more interested in it is that the whole like it's just it's handling some pretty adult themes in games, and I think that's cool. Well, my I'm a huge proponent of like realistic fiction in games because you don't see it enough. I don't think, and so far like the ones that come off the top of the head are Gone Home, Dear Esther, and this. So, I think yeah, okay. I like I like to see more of uh, that stuff. Alan Wake. Uh, I mean, as we talked about earlier today, I haven't finished it yet, but starts off at least a little more aiming to be more mature fiction storytelling than other games. I don't know if it. I don't know if it ends that way, but yeah. But uh, well, Alan Wake is just that if you, in terms of like gameplay, it, it completely divorces itself from any sense of like reality. Sure. Yeah, I'm so, gonna I'm gonna go back and finish it now that. But I, I think that it's what backwards compatible. Makes the Rockstar games usually work is that they do like I link that's why you and I like Max Payne three so much. Yeah. Even if you are like this vicious murderer, <laughs> it feels like Max Payne is a stumbling alcoholic of a man. Isn't it the same studio? Isn't Max Payne Alan Wake? Max Payne two remedy. Max Payne Max Payne three Rockstar. Rockstar bought. Oh the okay. Well, in GTA, right. I think tries to ground as or much Red as they can, and I think Red Dead is probably oh, my, one of my favorite games. That is yes. <laughs> yes, we got one. Red Dead Redemption is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Look, if you want to connect with any person our age, you either mention a Rockstar game or you mention a Bethesda game. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but like, Red or Dead, Call of Duty. Red or Dead Call was, of Duty. James, did you beat Red Dead or do you? No, I just I would just play it with my roommates. Yeah. Like we yeah. would just kind of all switch off. Rockstar, and... I will say, Rockstar as a studio, they are one of the best games or best studios at making games that other people who are not playing the game want to watch. Like I know. Too? It was like no. a movie. It was um, like yeah, you exactly. could, everybody considered like we didn't really care how much progress we were making as yep. much as it was like 
let's just sit down and play. Yep. So you're just going to tie a guy down, throw him on a railroad track. I, so I didn't know that that Shoot was your an achievement. On accident. I, I just went and did it. I go, no, I go to snap. no one's surprise. No, not a, <laughs> well, yeah, no, that sounds about right for me. Just went in and took some woman and wanted to be like dastardly do wrong from, you know, silent, <laughs> silent movies and just threw on the train tracks. Train comes by. Bleep, bloop. Five gamer points. Achievement unlocked. <laughs> that, that was my favorite part too. In half-life two at the very beginning when they tell you to pick up the can. Yes. And you can either throw the can at the guard or throw it in the trash can, and they're both separate achievements, so it's either defiant or compliant. Half-Life 2 is cool. Um, but yeah, Firewatch is good. Did you ever get into Half-Life? No, but I can't wait for Half-Life 3 to come out. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I never got into Half-Life, Alex. So, what's uh, bad about Half-Life 2 is that I think that like game design has improved so much since Half-Life 2. Like, Half-Life 2 was so groundbreaking at the time. But like it's improved so much that to go like if Dan if you were to play Half Life two I think you'd find it really laborious. Well, I don't know. I love save ribbons, so you know. <laughs> Fuck I, you. I, I, Talk about laborious. No, so, I played Half Life two like on the orange box. I was gonna that's say that's I, when I, I played about, it. I thought about buying the but, orange box. So that was um, orange box came out fucking. Now it's been like fuck, eight, dude, years. eight years. Yeah, but compared to when, but how old was Half Life Two at that point? Like Five eight years. years. Yeah. <laughs> orange box Half Life like two came out a long time ago. I think I think you'd still find joy in Half Life Two. I think yeah. you would, but I, I think that you forget like that whole sequence in Russia with the guy with the shotgun is like super. The it's just a, it's just the a whole hard game part in to Russia, navigate. Well, no, but that part where like the zombies are out there and shit. Ravenholm. Yeah, Ravenholm. Yeah. Ravenholm oh, sucks, dude. So I played that game when I was fifteen years old and very easily scared by things. Um, still am, but. Like, like so, um, Dan has seen me play Resident Evil and, and lose my shit at the you, most not dude, scary. You things. got scared at Resident Evil at points that like there's like a dresser and Alex <laughs> and it was, Fuck! it was like the middle of the afternoon with ten people around. Yeah, uh, three. Um, Dan so, and I have big personalities. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, Ravenholm is like the scariest fucking. Place. No, I agree. Like I was terrified by the um, uh, face huggers. No, that's not what they're called. What the fucking head face, crabs. Face, face, crabs. Head crabs. Head the, crabs. This sounds terrifying. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. There's only one photo. video game that has ever come out that I have found terrifying, and that's PT. But oh, we yep. didn't get we didn't fu- but, fuck that game. Like that's way there, beyond my comprehension. PT is the fucking scariest. There is a, the scariest Have thing. you seen so the Aww. spiritual successor that's coming out? And I can't think of the name. I was reading about it. Today. Oh, we were just talking about. Well, it. Did you see that they, uh, Kojima and Guillermo del Toro are making a thing now? Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about, talking about but, it. But this this game that's coming out, it's it's like PT, only even more realistic graphics. It's some of the most realistic graphics of a house I've ever seen. Well, PT yeah, it looks terrifying. So PT playable teaser is what it stands for. Um, game series called Silent Hill. That's. Uh, you know, two decades worth of games. And PT was a playable teaser that they released for the next game that was supposed to come out called Silent Hills. And are you familiar with the director Guillermo del Toro? Uh, Hellboy. Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, Pan's yeah, Labyrinth. Okay. Yeah. So he was pairing with the this game, the, the guy who created these games oh, called uh, uh, Kojima. Hideko Kojima? Hideki? Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Um, and so they released this thing, and it's one of the most terrifying things you will ever see, ever. So, uh, and all it is is you're just walking through a hall, the and then you get to the end of the hall, and you you, and you go out the door at the one person. end of the hall, and it brings you back in the beginning. But things change every time you go through. It sounds like and a it nightmare. Gets I had a few creepier ago. And, and creepier and, and creepier. And it it's plays. It, they, they expect they the games owners did a really good job of expecting what they think you would do. Yeah, so, and, and expecting they, what they think you're going to look at and see. Hmm. So it, in the way that like a horror film will 
you know, hint at something being behind that door. This game does that, except you are playing. And so you have to go open the door. You feel like you are the person who's Freak. actually in this horror film. And it's, it's, uh, and you have no way to combat anything. No, absolutely yeah, just, never you, going to play that game. It's terrifying. It's, it's phenomenal. We were playing. I it. would love to play that. My, it's phenomenal. You can't anymore. So, ah. so what happened was, uh, we've told people this, were um, killing themselves. Well, yeah, yeah, so the list, we can tell you later, James. Right, but okay. um, long story short, the developers of it shit their pants, fired everyone, or fired the people that mattered, and then. But and James, then we were playing the game, the game, and my girlfriend was playing it, wearing my roommate's Kevlar vest because he's a cop. And then Tim and I were hiding behind the island in my kitchen because it was so fucking scary. Wow. It's fucking... And it's the kind of game that you do it with, like, the lights off and by yourself. This is like how I used to play Slenderman. Yes. It takes Slenderman, but multiply yeah. it times a fucking million. But wow. also, like, the highest fidelity up, thing... You'll, if you like Slenderman, you'll think it's fucking cool. Yeah. Because it'll do things like, they're at the end of the hall... Because the hall is L-shaped, and so, like, oh, if you that. turn the corner... <laughs> Every time you have to it's make that so fucking turn. Weird. This is like, this is oh. like the... Do you guys know that, the, like, Isn't was the house, that? the house in Slenderman, where you have to, like, walk in there, and just, the, it's one of the worst parts of the game, because it's this shitty tile, and it's just, it looks like, kind of like a dentist or something, you yeah. know, something that's just where the drills are gonna be there, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, no, it, 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 like, turning the corner, because it's like, you... It's a dreadful thing to do. Yeah. Is he thinking of a? And there's a there's a ghost in it, kind of like how Slenderman exists. There's there was a there's, this, this, no, there's no, this was, ghost that is the game he's trying to kill you. Sure. And like you'll turn the corner and it'll be at the end of the hall, and then it'll just bum rush you, and then the lights will flicker, and it just it like because the fidelity is so good, like in a frame, it's gone. Yeah. But like they cue the lighting up so well that it's just like it's there, it's gone. Yep. You turn around, it's there, you're dead. And this oh. is one set piece, so they could just complete. Take advantage of it because I mean it takes. A but you get like through. you get phone calls from people that you shouldn't be getting phone calls from, a, and then there's a there's wait, a, like bloody fetus, fetus in the sink, and then the, the the fridge with all. Wait, what, but what, compared what, what to everything else, that's the least fucked thing in that game. That's well, that's the true. Most fuck thing dead is, fetus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Is when you walk by the door. And you just yes, you see the people walk by yes. when you walk by, and then you look over, and then you, and you can't there. tell if that was in your head or in the game. It totally yep. was in the game. Yep, a game is something very special, but also the worst thing ever created. And it's, I think, what's really a testament about it's it fucked. is that you're gonna have people talking about it for a very long time. And no one's gonna be able, to and no one's and gonna be able to play the it. same reaction. So there's like, and you just can't. Yeah, because it's, it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back in some back. form, but like it's been gone for a while. So. Did you ever hear about the game Flappy Bird? You know that game? No. Okay. Well, I, well, I won't make that comparison. Um, <laughs> I love so, that you're comparing. Well, PT there's a reason for that. Uh, yeah. So, no, I, I get so it. when they pulled PT down, there are these people that still yeah. downloaded that had the download on their PS4s, and so the PS4s were going for like a couple grand. I yep. have it on my PS4. I just can't down. Like it's it shows up in my oh, library like, now. Re, like history. It'll something will last. Well, we have to wrap up. Um, are we not talking about Borderlands? I haven't played episode three yet. I haven't played episode three either. Yeah, I'm only halfway through. Dylan, we were we just got completely bent over by yeah, the brain. We, yeah. we, we had a this, week. This time, you jam. sitting here with us is the first time any of us have had free since the game jam, which wasn't even free. These time, four walls so. are new to you. Yeah, we yeah. Had, that was two weekends in a row of not having a weekend. It was. I had like two panic attacks a day where I was like, "Yep." Every time Kaylee emailed me, I was like, "Ah!" But oh. I didn't actually have a panic attack. 
I just was crying and sobbing on the floor. <laughs> Rocking back and forth in the corner. Well, it's just a standard thing that happens. It's the brand center. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just normal. normal. Well, I didn't apply to the venture creation competition on time. Oh. And I was supposed to for class. Oh. oh. And I was like, well, I submitted it, and they told me they're not accepting it because it was late. It was like, is this fine? Also, you didn't tell us until after the deadline. You're fine. So who's responsible? And he's just like, you're, you're fine. Have you played Helldivers? We should play Helldivers. Oh, okay. yeah, we should. Dan wasn't as high on it, but I think Alex and I really no, like, I it. like it. I just, it, you, you I got just, bored of it being quickly. A, you're being a, you know, you're just, is, is just it cool. anything like like Loose Roffers? No. Luft Roffers. Wait. It's Starship Troopers. Hold on. I've never Scri- seen wait, Starship Describe Troopers. that game to me because I want to play it. It's, um, it's in a side-scrolling airplane. It's a side-scrolling yeah. It's Nazi awesome. It's from the guys that made it. Yeah. Wait, what's this? Luftrausers. Luftrausers. Is there anything it's, like American Truck Simulator? Because I hear that got an American 8 out of 10. Truck. I this game just came out, and it's exactly what you, we think it is. <laughs> you drive around the United States in a... It's really high, like, high like fidelity. A, have, you guys, have you guys heard about wheeler. Desert Bus? No. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait. Can I talk about Desert Bus? Talk about Desert Bus. Okay. Close on Desert Bus. Close on Desert Bus. So, oh Desert God. Bus. So, there is this infamous um, game, like, party pack that Penn & Teller made for the Genesis. All right? And they were... Well, you just set it up. So, these games all existed for you to play with people... To bet on, <laughs> and they all had like secrets that you could, so you would always win. Yeah. Hmm. So the secret of Desert Bus is that it was a bus driving simulator. You you drove a charter bus like a Greyhound between L.A. and Las Vegas. The thing was, it was real time. So you drove oh the entire oh my god drive That's from like a L.A. drive to Las Vegas, and when you got to the other destination, you got one point. <laughs> and then you drove Wait, the other way. I'm not done. I'm not done. Hold okay. on. Hold on. And then, but the trick here is, so there was an acceleration. There was steering. But the t- road was a straight track through a desert. Just a straight strip of road. Pretty much what it is. So it's like, just pull down the trigger and go. What's the problem? The bus leans to the right. And the tire alignment's off. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh if you go God. off the road, it restarts. You lose all your points. It's a really dumb game. There's a charity called Desert Bus for Hope that plays it every year, and depending on how much money they get, is how long they have to sit in this room and play. <laughs> There's Desert like six Bus. of them, right? Yeah, and, and they, they all start losing their mind. Yeah, and then it becomes PG. This too. this this sounds That's like incredible. a reasonable kind of enhanced interrogation technique. And there's a great like FMV video at the beginning of it where which one's oh. Penn, which one's Teller? Uh, Teller's Penn? the short, quiet one. Yeah, Teller's the short one. Yeah, Penn's the okay. tall one. So so it's Penn, Penn talking about the game and making Teller play it. So Teller's just like sitting there staring at a television while Penn's like, "This is a great game." That's amazing. That's wow. So I that's love that Penn and Teller made that. I had no idea. Yep. They I, made. I love they made. Wow. Pendulette's awesome. He's one of my favorites. They had that show on HBO, the bullshit, bullshit. show. Great Good show. show. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of episodes. Pendulette's book, God No, fantastic. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Great book. Is that the one about atheism? Sort of. I feel like I had my mom gave me a copy of that. I watched it, a YouTube video on him talking about atheism, and I thought like he's a very articulate. He is a very man. yes, he is yeah. very much so. Um, I talked to Teller once. Uh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, really. <laughs> he just didn't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> he talks in, yeah. yeah. in real life. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was funny. Um, they came and did a show at uh, my hometown, and they asked for stage volunteers. And Wait, did you go to George Washington? Uh, I would, yeah, I went to GW. This is back when I was like eight years old, though. Oh. Yes, for people to come on stage. I'm He's like, a savant. Yeah. With the- yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my claim to fame. I talked to Teller. Nice. Well, cool. Looking in on that note. Uh, Dan, you have anything else? Nope. Dylan? You should have taken a picture of Penn, uh, Teller and pretend that he was Paul Simon's. Like, look him at Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> James, it was a pleasure having you. Thanks, guys. Alex? Mason. Cool.
Uh, I gotta figure out how to hit stop.